And we are live for the first time in a while. KYT here with my boy Andy as we bring back a special episode of First Strike. And with us, we have our guest, Ash Loris, the winner of F2F Edmonton. How's it going? Uh, first, Andy, how's it going, Andy? Oh, it's a great day. It's a good day in the neighborhood. And uh, I'm super glad you can join us, Ash. Really, really happy. Of course. You know, I come through in the clutch last second. We love to see it. <laughs> um, the I think the big news today of, is, of course, the, the F2F tour, the organized play announcements and everything like that. But uh, the, the the key thing, though, one of the main takeaways is that there's going to be a lot of modern being played. And that's why I got Ash to come on. A lot of modern playing plates, a lot of invites on the line. Toronto, April 9th, that's in about a week. And different opens and qualifiers. Uh, the four, the five left that we previously announced from the Welcome Back Tour, they all have invites on the line. And uh, so I guess, like, let's just jump into the overall um, reaction before before we get into um, your deck and, and and more about you as a player, Ash. Um, yep, Andy, what was what was your uh, first reaction? Well, I went in expecting like back to the regional pro tour system. I didn't expect them to ever go back to like international pro tours. And when I read the message, it kind of combined like a couple of my favorite eras of Magic. I think for like local scenes. I think the PPTQ era was the highest I've ever seen local magic be in my area for sure. Like the competitive magic was super bumping during that. And I might have a bias based on like where I'm physically located, but it's just so crazy to see like my favorite system essentially get brought back, like small qualifiers at the store level, get to go play this big event. But these regional championships sound way cooler than the RPTQs were. Like, the RPTQs were these, like, small events with, like, some people from all around, and they had to go there because it was, like, the place they chose to go or they were closest to. But the regional championships just sound so much more cooler, like like a, an actual thing you want to qualify for more, not just, like, a step along your path to getting to the Pro Tour. And I think that having, like, a middle thing there to be hyped about is like super great for local play because they can feel the accomplishment when they win and get the invite to this thing and like this could be their pro tour so to speak and for the the grinders out there it offers like a fantastic path to like the real pro tour the real pro tour is back and like it's real Uh, it's actually the pro tour and it's exactly what you think when you think about the pro tour it's international play all players from all over the world the best of the best and I thought that was never going to come back outside the Pro Tour finals. I thought it was going to go the route of the Players Tour with regionals, defeating finals. But I was blown away with excitement and even have like some partial invites stacked in there, which is something that I wasn't sure was going to come. So I, I don't know how you could look at this announcement and not be at least like pleased. Yeah, please. Like how this is what I would like to see about as it's more than I thought we were going to get. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super hyped. And I tweeted it right away. It's like, this is the most excited I've been in a long time. Um, I'm back. <laughs> I felt a lot of the energy from especially people that I've played with or, or known for so long. And uh, I was surprised. I was surprised because, you know, sometimes WotC lets a, a few leaks go here and there. But there was no leaks, only like fake leaks that I saw on Twitter before this. And um so pretty cool that everyone was able to keep it under wraps. 
I, I know on Twitter some have asked like how is it different from the PPPTQ system that we had, and I think there are some some differences uh, where for the first time I think. I don't remember if we had a chance to do it yet. It was always in the works to have the face-to-face games open be important and tied to the PT. And now, you know, we're overseeing a bunch of tour stops that have invitation implications and we have different qualifiers. And now these championships, instead of those regional qualifiers, the few that we had, they're going to be what I feel like nationals type feeling events where you have an east one and a west one like pretty significant feeling events uh that will be happening at the tour weekends and now like it's cool that before like i remember me and you chatting about previous systems and being like confused but here it's like which you lay out like the chart right here in front of us it's pretty simple uh how you're gonna get through each stage um i'm gonna ask ash like uh we, we talked quickly on twitter you told me you started Let's get into that. You told me you started at like the top of uh, at the start of the pandemic. Well, that's when I started getting like serious about magic. Okay. Like I top aided a face to face right before the the pandemic. I was on Etron when Once Upon a Time was legal. But that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was really bad at magic. Looking back, I was so bad. And then I started like playing a bunch of MTGO because I lost my job because of the pandemic. I didn't go to school that often because like like my semester was off and then i only ended up like taking two or three courses anyway because online school not not it for me so i was like you know what let's try this full-time magic thing for a year and see where it takes me uh and well i started playing P- the ptqs came up every single weekend and i started grinding those i started streaming them i was having really fun i remember like some of the key moments was like aspire spike rating me like where like back then it was only for like 500 but still that was like oh um and then i got to the finals or for this one it was a top two seats qualified and i got to the quote-unquote finals three times and lost every single time so about it was back to back to back too it was like really close in between each other so that that kind of like built a good mentality for myself of hey it could be worse you could be here again so uh yeah and i started uh playing a whole bunch of different decks but then online the the thing that uh paper players don't understand about the online meta that happened was they missed out on four color suit meta in modern and they missed out on valky meta which are both like the worst games of magic i've ever played those were those were miserable metas and so i switched to pioneer i became really good at pioneer and now i got two different formats that i'm good at and now i went back to paper play uh realized that i could actually win a face-to-face and well now here we are (laughs) (laughs) two of the key formats uh moving forward so that's that's sweet right oh yeah that's fun i just gotta learn limited so i gotta read (laughs) (laughs) uh have you experienced as like a a viewer of what the uh like before you're trying now uh, since since the pandemic like did you have uh, an impression of of the pro tour and, and everything about that I had no idea anything existed outside of face-to-face at that time. I just, all I knew was that my friends loved going to these face-to-face events and like the quote of the people that I like looked up to at the time were also doing this and grinding for it. And I was like, yeah, this is how you make it. Yeah. I just want to have fun and be competitive. Cause I was always like, I always I'd, uh, play games within purpose of getting good at them. Uh, so that was, that was the goal. We were trying to get better at magic and well, it led us down this path. So. That's <laughs> super sweet. Well, you've ever have, have any of your friends who have played when Pro Tour existed tell you how awesome this is, or not yet? Um, I my, a lot of my friend group is from the same time as me. Like started okay. around, I think, like I technically started in like 
Uh, like I remember my first pre-release was like Aether Revolt. Like that's it, it was pretty pretty uh recent. Like that's when I started playing stores and I wasn't like a casual commander player. Um yeah, like I, I all of these systems and all these qualifying for worlds thing, it was like super new. And now I'm just kind of like like I, I got a lot of information really quickly because like Twitter. Uh, I got kind of exposed to it all really quickly. And so, yeah, I kind of just, this is the system I know now. Like, this is brand new to me. And I think it's sick. I think it's so cool. Uh, did anybody tell you at the event, like after you won, that something might be coming up? I got hinted at by the person who was taking my information down for uh, prizing or whatever. It was like, yeah, by the way, you're going to get an email in about a week about something super special because you won. And I'm like... I was thinking, I was going through in my head, like, what could this mean? Am I getting my own token? Am I, <laughs> like, like, what is happening? Am I, uh, like, am I going straight to the player's tour? Is there going to be, like, an NRG series, like, kind of thing for face-to-face -face where, like, all the best players show up at one place? I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And then I figured out it was, then I included in my head that the OP announcement was happening. I'm like, oh, my, did I get the, the invite to the Pro Tour? Nah, I gotta, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I haven't got the email yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going to, like, the, the the champion stage yeah 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 the championship um actually uh, uh, maybe as a future idea would you want your own token yes i was okay. gonna pick construct or ashiok nightmare token instantly okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put in my notes that uh <laughs> instantly instantly because like I, I i can tell you that every single match during the finals you saw if you saw my victory photo i was holding up a very very old photo of lsv like he had an lsv token back when he was um I forget. It was like 2015. So like I, I didn't even know that at the time, but I was like, yeah, let's pray to LSV that we get this dub. And LSV got me there. <laughs> right. So you're I guess you're pretty happy at the news that you you react. I imagine I imagine you're leaning towards Calgary as the championship. Uh actually or... I'm not sure right now because I can tell you, I don't know. I don't know other regions right now. I don't know right, how right. like Toronto is. I don't plan on going to Toronto in on the tenth or whatever. Uh, but I am going to Halifax because my family already is just playing a trip out there, and I kind of like pushed them like, "Hey, what about this time? What if we go here?" And <laughs> if it's a little bit easier in Toronto, because I know we have like we have a GP winner in Alberta, we have Attila, and we also have Carson, who's a really good Magic player. Like we have a lot of really good crushes in Alberta. If I can avoid them, I will. <laughs> Um, Andy, uh, do you like you told me that you might have known Ash prior to to getting him on the show? Yeah, I I recognized like them in Discord, and so I thought they were in a different Discord. And I searched, I'm like, oh, they're not there, but I guess it's from our Valorant Discord, <laughs> where uh, they've accused me of playing very badly. <laughs> I, I mean, like, am I wrong? I'm brand new. I'm brand new. It's okay. It's okay. Like, you're good. You're good. You're allowed to play poorly, but I'm still gonna arrest you about it. It's harsh but fair. And just so you know, Toronto's going to be like five times harder than Calgary. Bet. It's uh, not going to be like remotely said, close. Like I said, oh I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have to feign ignorance because I really the, don't know. But the, the, all I know Toronto, is Alberta's rough. Yeah, the Toronto like GP grinder and PTQ scene is insane. There's like four like ex-platinum pros, at least. Oh, who yeah. would come out and stuff like that at least there's god there's so many gp winners well, maybe insane. i'll take my free dub in calgary then uh i would call calgary i'll say it soft okay you can say that i got i got too many friends that i love in calgary to say that. hey jen Crotz is in the in in uh hey, i love jen our team. i love huska you're soft oh, yeah, we also, yeah, it's not your fault yeah, we also have chantel chantel's really big chantel's yeah. insane 
It don't matter. Uh, I love Attila. Attila's my boy. So, Attila is cool. Uh, so it's glad, glad to know that you know him. Um, uh, nice. I can tell you when I went to Wednesday night FNM, by the way. Yeah, like, sorry, like last yesterday we went to modern night or whatever. And I showed up and I told us like, oh, you're not too big for us anymore. You showed up. And then I swiftly 03 on the night. It was a good time. It was <laughs> a quick cool. and humbling experience. I was like, wow, this is great. Let's let's get to your, uh, your, your let's get straight to your deck choice. Um, how you decided on, on it? Like how much time did you put into this deck? <laughs> None. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you when the question comes. <laughs> so, what, what what do you think? Like, what what made you choose this deck? Uh, so I made a metagame call. Uh, I was talking with a whole bunch of like like aforementioned names, like Attila and uh, Mark Norris, and I think it was um Carson Bell. Uh, I was like, I really like four color. I was playing four color. I played it for so like a, the past four months or something like that. I had a lot of experience and reps on the deck, but. The issue I found when I played like a local tournament like a week before face to face was that deck went to time too often. It was way too slow. Like you just couldn't play that realistically quickly. Uh, and so I was like, well, is there like something that's similar to this that maybe you can kill a bit quickly or quicker and also just has like a better metagame matchup against like four color itself so that I can try to just win game one and then never have to play a game or just play for game two. Uh, and I picked Elementals because I made the, the the decision that Risen Reef was better than Eternal Witness. And well, here we are. Uh, the list specifically, I took um, an amalgam of Dom Harvey's list and a second place challenge list. And I just swapped it, put them together and hoped it worked. And well, it did. So, uh, But a couple of the, the, the changes that were made was at that same tur- or tournament, uh, there was a player there called Jesse Samick. Uh, he's used to be like uh, a really like he's been apparently on the scene forever. Again, me being a zoomer, ignorance, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I started talking to him and bouncing ideas off of like uh, elementals and what, what what I should be running. Um, he's the one that suggested I had the second Titania, and I can tell you there is no better feeling than Titania plus Risen Reef. Oh, it's like five triggers. It's so awkward to have I'll resolve in paper because you have to put the land into uh, into the graveyard off of Titania. Then Titania triggers, then Risen Reef triggers, then you resolve your fetch. And so that's how you get yourself a GRV on game one real quick. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to just try to beat up on Four Color. I wanted to beat up on Death Shadow. I wanted to beat up on Amulet Titan. Uh, I wanted to dodge Living End and I wanted to dodge Tron. And well, I did both. So here we are. <laughs> Andy, do you have experience with this archetype? Yeah, I played this deck at my local tournament today, and uh, I've been playing four color the whole time that it's been around, basically. And uh, everything Ash said is correct. It's like the four color version that, like, it may be like a lot, like uh, it may be worse against like a swath of decks because counterspell is just good against everything, but it's like really good against the decks. It's really good against like in the four color mirror, like Risen Reef is insane. And like Risen Reef and the access to all the ephemerates is like really tough to beat. So like it's the four color deck that definitely beats the mirror. It's even better against blue white control. And I wouldn't be surprised at these events if people are still playing stuff like that because it's like a deck that they had in paper before. They only need to buy like seven new cards and call it a day. And yeah, it's like struggles a bit against Tron, but like both four color decks struggle against Tron. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. And yeah, it's a great choice. Honestly, it's uh, I'm considering it for the face-to-face uh, in Toronto. 
Um, I'm not like sold on everything about the this mana base in particular, but I I don't know a lot. Like I I can't believe that the deck's playing a basic mountain is the only thing that comes up to me. But uh, burn, burn. Okay, okay. Got some respect. Burn is so bad. So I don't know how how much respect. It's top eight. To even give it no i no i believe you i meant not burn is not a bad deck burn is so bad for you oh yeah that i don't know <laughs> if if i bother giving it respect uh, i haven't played with titania though that's one that uh i wasn't sure if it was good i bought one today and uh i'm really interested to hear your opinion on like where it really shines uh yeah so the the way it really shines obviously as aforementioned was risen reef uh, if you're just like like against uh, game my my round one against Amulet Titan the one where I got the the, the trigger warning or whatever, um, uh, you just like you hold up Titania on their end step. We were by the way during my run on Fist Face five out of the six matches I was one of the very few last ones done. So I was playing like for the entirety of my rounds every single round, and I can tell you that Titania would have caught if I didn't have Titania I would have lost so many more games or drawn so many more games because in the end step. I would just hold up fetch lands, like two. I think I held up two fetch lands out of my opponent's end step with a Teferi in play. Uh, I was I needed to create lethal. He was at like twenty six because he was on amulet titan, and I like killed a couple titans or whatever. But I cracked a fetch. I found another. I found a an ephemerate off of risen reef, uh, off the trigger. I cracked another one and made another five three. I ephemerated it, made another five three. Risen reef triggered six times with his end step, and then I killed him with like twenty whatever uh, the, enough to kill him uh but you you were just able to like turn out so much power so quickly and if titania is not good you just kind of like hold it for like a turn or two until you build up fetch lands like something i commonly did with this deck was uh if i know that titania needed to be in or an out at some point in the game i would hold my fetch lands and enchant them with abundant growth for later value with titania and that would be like post yorion because yorion could just move the abundant growth to other lands so i didn't have to worry about putting in the bin for your end value later but it was just like always a game call of like i'm able to do so many different things and hold up for so many different lines uh and you just dump power into play with titania you just say okay you're dead cool because like you already just put enough lands into play with like risen reef on three and then you just pitch a fury and now it's it was just a one for it was just one you don't have to worry about the card you pitched yeah i think Ash, what you've really pointed out that a lot of people just won't understand just from like looking at deck lists on like Magic Online or if they play like exclusively on Magic Online is that you you have to win the game and it's really slow. This deck's in incredibly slow and your opponents are going to play pretty slow because they have to play around a bunch of free spells. And so like a, a super important thing from the other four color version is you have to like establish with your opponent on the first turn of the game that you have to play fast, I have to play fast. And like it doesn't give you a lot of time to make like the super tough decisions. Like on Magic Online, I find it easier to manage your clock. At least for me personally, maybe it's just like I'm pretty good with Magic Online, pretty experienced, so I can manage my clock there a lot better. But in paper, like the you can't take that much time all the time. Like when you F six in Magic, you don't have to worry about anything. So like your time's not ticking down at all. But in paper, like both of your time is ticking down all the time. And so it's super important to have a way to just win the game. And that's one of the reasons that I'm like, I might play elementals. Do I think it's like necessarily better? I think it's about as good. It could be better. It's certainly better against some things, but 
I'm so afraid of getting draws at these tournaments, not necessarily because of my play, but a lot of just the way other people play. And it's uncomfortable to tell someone they have to play faster every turn of the game, even though it is, it's against the rules to play slow. And it's a tough conversation you have to have. And I could see you playing this deck almost because of that. And it's, yeah. it's not bad either. Uh, I have a different approach. Like, I think that uh, like I'm pretty okay with telling my opponents, hurry up. Like I, I, I have done it multiple times. I don't feel bad at all because it's just like it's part of the game. You have to hurry up. On moto, uh, yeah, like you, if you lose on clock, that's your own fault. Like that's no one else's but your own. Um, but in paper, yeah, you have to worry about your opponent and how fast they play. And one of the things that I've gotten really good at to try to increase the pace of play is shortcutting. You have to be so good at shortcutting with this deck. Like the amount of times I'm just like I'm announcing what I'm fetching. I'm playing a run and six. I'll put the dice on it after. I already said what I'm doing. Take your turn. Or I'm going to go cast this uh, abundant growth uh, with a forest. Take your turn. Uh, like, you just have to get really good at shortcutting with this deck. You have to know no, what you can, what you can't. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and yeah, I'm totally cool telling people to play faster as well. It is just, like, uncomfortable for some people. And, and it shouldn't be because it should just be a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. And, yeah, the shortcutting is super important. Just saying everything you're going to do and then pass the turn and then shuffle your deck. Or, like, sometimes, even end a turn, I'll be like, I'm going to crack my fetch at some point. It depends what you do, what I'm going to go get. But, like, I'll have my deck in my hand already if it's okay with my opponent. Just so, like, if I'm fetching, like, a tap land into turn, I'll put it into play and then shuffle just to speed anything up. Because you have Mm -hmm. to. You really do. You really have to get really good at shortcutting to play this deck. Or else you will go to time and you will lose. Yeah, that's the thing, like, I think four color in all the variants has been... Uh, variants has been the best deck in modern for a good bit here but there's just so many things that are against it logistically being as expensive as it is as like hard because a lot of the cards are new cards so even like established modern players coming back have to buy $500 in cards and like that's pretty big burden for a lot of people and the time thing there's just so many things going against this deck's success and I think that's why we don't see it as just the clear best deck like we would like a death shadow Mm-hmm. And the most common place you get moto results is on, or yeah, like the most places you get magic results is on moto. And most people can't even rent this deck, not even close, like half this deck. Like you can get like maybe a place out of solitude and you get to play with that or a place out of fury. Like this one's running like all both of those plus random six plus re- uh, to fairy, which is easily over a thousand ticks just right there. Yeah, no, four rent and four to fairy is like 600 ticks on moto. And like most people's rental limit is like between six and 900. Mm hmm. Yeah, you need to be either a a fancy streamer with a minor traders uh, premium, or uh, you got to have friends that are willing to lend you. Yep. So, Andy, you actually think this might be the clear best deck? Yeah, I think it's been the clear best archetype for a while. Four colors, four color soup. This being lumped into it, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like it, it changes based on the metagame. I think like the version with counter spells and e witnesses was really good, but once again, insanely difficult to win with. Mm-hmm. And then there's even new versions out there that play no creatures other than Omnath and Solitudes, even harder to win with. But like, you just take control of the game in such a, a good manner. The card advantage in these decks is unmatched. It, it, it can't be matched. So like anything that's trying to fair fight, you can't win. And you have the ability to beat these unfair decks, especially if they're unfair creature decks. Wow. Uh, well, well, Andy, well, what's stopping you from, from playing it then? What's the, what's the one thing? Nothing, baby. I okay. gotta gear it up. I gotta sleep. <laughs> Would the I imagine? I don't know if this is true. Like the, I imagine for modern, like the meta, 
is more like you know there's a calgary or edmonton centric meta there's a toronto centric meta mm-hmm. um andy what, what what do you expect and hope not to see here <laughs> You hope not to see Tron just because you don't have a lot of good stuff. Like you can go a post board. You have a bit more. You can like go get a Charmon. Like that's a lot of the times good enough. Just Charmoning them and Besaging them. Besage is super huge for that matchup. It's actually unbelievable how big it is. You just have like a main deck out to Tron to just Besage you and Ren. And uh, other than like, yeah, Tron is really bad though. Overall, I'd still say. And it's like, super hard to overcome you're so slow and you're so board based and they're also slow but they go over the top of everything you do so that's a deck i would certainly look to dodge uh burn is the other deck i would look to dodge and the only crappy thing about like going to a tournament like right at this point in time like after covid well not after covid but uh at this point where people are going to tournaments again is those are two decks that people are going to have and own already that haven't changed that much and so they could just buy their four cards and play the tournament and have a tier one slash two deck and that's a pretty appealing thing for a lot of people so like for example on magic online you don't face like a lot of tron or a lot of burn but like you go to these real life events where there's logistics for paper cards that don't exist on magic online in the same way because of the liquidity liquidity of everything you're going to face these decks that are kind of a bad matchup yeah, uh, another matchup I forgot to mention that has just recently popped up, uh, at least in the meta here, is the Model Black Coffers deck. That matchup's unwinnable. You can't win that matchup. That That's just Tron, but worse. That is Tron, even, so much worse. I don't even know what that deck does. Okay, so it's like Tron, but instead of assembling Tron lands, they just assemble the Urborg plus Kabbalah Coffers and then cast a card called Invoke Despair. Oh, I know uh, that one. Yeah, that's a draw, like, three, basically, and you lose your hand. Yeah, you can't beat that deck. You you just go next. You just hope to not see that deck, because, like, nobody wants... Uh, you just gotta hope no one wants to buy a place at Urborg and Kabbalah offers. Um, but, yeah, no, in my local meta, um, going into the, the uh, face-to-face, there's, like I said, a local tournament, and there was six four-color players and five Death Shadow players. And when I was, like, telling my friends from um, Saskatoon that were coming, they were like, yeah, what do we want to expect? And I'm like, Death Shadow. And they looked at me like, what do you mean? This, this deck's dead. Lurs got banned. What do you mean? I'm like, trust me. It, I don't know why it exists, but it still exists. It's still, like, pretty good. Um, and, yeah, like, there's there's a lot. Uh, I, I don't know if it has to do with, like, Alberta oil money, but there is a lot of, like, big like big foil, fancy, <laughs> any, anything. Like, like, like I price is barely a thing when it comes to here like i barely see that's an issue because i know there's like some dude at my fnm like i think if it's a pack tonight i think uh two of my opponents will probably have fully foiled decks or like over a thousand dollar decks like pretty easily so just got their cowboy hat on their cigars out in the game just uh dude they have to go check on their horse in the parking lot dude <laughs> I don't know, like, it's just Alberta things, I don't really know. I, I did notice it when I went to, like, other places, but, like, here, yeah, yeah, it's just big Alberta oil money. That Alberta money. Alberta money. <laughs> uh, Ash, would you change anything if, like, Halifax was, like, let's say tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Um, Probably not, because the meta hasn't shifted too, too much from what I originally saw, but, like, the only thing that I might consider is, like, a swap between Foundation Breaker and uh, uh, Night of Autumn in the board, because... I that amulet titan matchup. I could have killed an Urza Saga and a what was it? A, uh, a dryad in one turn with an ephemerate, and I couldn't because I had three mana and the card Knight of Autumn in my hand. And I was like, hmm, now I have to pick, and I lost because I picked the wrong one. But um, 
yeah, no, like a lot of this, a lot of the silver bolts in this deck are still really good. I still like subtlety. I still like endurance. Um, it's really just like this deck is very tuned to what meta you expect. Like you can put in, you can just scry file elementals and put in one or one or two of the random cards and hope to God that you eventually get there with like uh, tutor or drawing them off of Risen Reef. Or you have four copies of Eladomri's Call. Like just go find the good card. Um, but it's really meta dependent. And I don't know the meta about Halifax or like other local tournaments or sorry, other foreign tournaments. So I would just probably submit what I'm comfortable with, which would just be this. But um, the only thing I might change is the mountain for a forest. And that's about it. <laughs> How good yeah, do you I guys agree. think? Uh, how good you guys think Model Red and Trine is like overall? I think they're solidly like tier two, maybe tier two and a half. But okay, like the the problem is like it's modern. So like I've always said this about modern is like the tier two and like tier three decks aren't that much. Like they're still very powerful. They can still do lots of powerful stuff. They're just like not as like consistent or perhaps like. Uh, as fitted to the metagame but that's why modern is so appealing to so many people is like no matter how bad your deck is in the metagame it's still a good powerful deck yeah um a lot of the, the a lot of these tier two tier three decks are just decks that people enjoy and a lot of the time they're they're fine like 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 it was brought up earlier like pre-pandemic burn is probably fine enough to just play like the cards really haven't changed that much. Um, I think that uh, the reason that you see a lot of them not do as well at the top tables is because again they, they don't have like the newer cards that are just so like targeted and like they're just so efficient. Like like they they they, they lose the efficiency uh, that the modern has adapted to. However, they still have really good matchups, and if they just hit them well, like you could realistically play mono white taxes, and if you just draw your Leonard Arbiters at the right time, you probably could top it a face-to-face. Probably could. I've seen it happen. <laughs> um, all right, man. Thanks for the breakdown, Ash. It was very thorough. Um, I think maybe we've convinced some people to, to give your deck a spin. Um, going back to the uh, F2F tour, I mean, the most common questions, thinking of some common questions I got were like, what the... If you're able to play two of them two championships yes you can um and they're not region specific i think a lot of people are used to the old system and watsy let us like rename or rebrand regional qualifier and regional championships like for us you just replace the word regional depth to have tour and you'll understand our system you know dreamhack has their own nomenclature like they have something called the showdown and i haven't checked the europe or brazil or the other places how they're naming their own stuff um but did you have any questions at all andy or i think it's pretty simple i think i got a lot of questions about how an lgs can can get their own uh wpn kit and get their own qualifier so we have information here i'm not an expert mike hill is uh, about all this stuff but they can definitely go to wftftour.com slash lgs and find out more about how to get their store involved and get players from their store going, uh, getting invites to the tour championship. So that's pretty cool. Bunch of cool promos that you can win here. Um, so if you qualify for the regional championship, can you continue to play qualifiers for regional championships? Can you continue to play qualify? Okay, I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna have to check my notes. Because <laughs> previously, like PPTQ system, you win one, you're done for the whole season. You just can't play Magic. And uh, you said you can play both 
regional uh, championships? Like, yeah, so you can keep playing. So you must have to queue twice, right? Right, right. You can you can queue twice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! So you queue twice. So that like lessens the impact of you having to scoop someone in or something like that. Uh, you you oh, there's like an actual value, I guess, to your second invite. I mean, I don't know how massive these implications are, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, probably not flying to Calgary or anything, but yeah, what's wrong with but, Calgary? There's nothing wrong with Calgary. I've been there. I'm just not flying to go play. Oh, it's magic you don't want to lose. That makes sense. Oh, I do. I, I do hate losing. Yeah, that's because it's uh, Alberta's harder. That uh, makes sense. Alberta diff. Alberta diff. Um. Yeah, I mean, Ashley, like for you, like since, but even before you got like super, like we'll say super competitive, I guess. Uh, sure. In the pandemic, who who did you consider? Were there people that were known or either at your local store or? as like the the best players in the area or in alberta um i remember that like i always felt like i would like pre-pandemic before i started decided to build a deck that i saw in goldfish on like the actual first page uh i was playing like some this was when faith Sitting was unbanned and i was playing like some red black skeletal on earth kind of kind of vibe you know uh it was really it was really really fun time and i remember that i used to like dumpster these like quote unquote people i thought were good with like Dreadhorde Arcanist and Thoughtseize. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember like thinking like everyone was so good and I was among them. And then I realized how insane that was and how bad I was because I was playing really bad cards and getting lucky. Um, but yeah, like there was a lot of like people like Attila still. This was like before Attila like, had the GP run. Uh, this was like I, I used to look up to, or not look, look up, but like, like I used to recognize him as like one of the better players. And like a lot of the people that are now like L2s or L1s in my scene are also that they've taken a step back through COVID. They were also really good players at the time. Uh, but uh, there's just a like, 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 like uh, the current friend group I adapted myself into because my old friend group kind of didn't really want to play as much competitive. They were more so about like cubing and having fun like that. Uh, my new friend group, I also thought they were all really good uh and now i and now i'm the one that they ask questions to which i think is kind of weird because like i'm 22 and they're all like high 20s and i'm like wow this is weird <laughs> like <laughs> having the power of the zoomer feels really weird that's actually awesome um and it's like because we've had this stretch period of like not pro tour and 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 things happening competitively it's been hard to know like for me who the who the best player? I can just tell you who like the best players were before your time. Like, uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, like I guess you've never heard of Sean McLaren. I have. I recognize the name. I can't put a face to it. All right. So he he was considered the best in Alberta because he won a PT, and also right after his first PT, when he managed to finish second in the in the next one, like he almost went back to back Pro Tour wins, and uh, for for a period of time, considered the best player in in your area. I would say. Well, now it's yep. me. So, <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. More power. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone about uh, talking about like how weird the scene's going to look compared to the way it was before. And the thing I described to them was like, you don't understand these Zoomers. You don't. I was like, they're all 19 and twice as smart as you. Yeah, 100%. Dude, it's and wild. It's incredible to me to like see all these like young players get into the scene who like, got into it in such a different way because of the pandemic and stuff like that and they like don't know like the old time like best magic players around and they don't they don't care either 
they're 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 so good and there's going to be so many names that you're not going to know but like someone like me who's like pretty in-depth to like the, the magic online community and i'm gonna be like i knew they were good i knew they were insane this whole time they're better than me they're better than you and you just don't know it yet the zoomers are insane oh yeah if you are like 40 get ready to get your butt kicked by someone like a beer kid like oh that's all i'm saying <laughs> like it's gonna happen i'm it getting really up there is. andy i'm getting up there in age <laughs> well i assume you're 40 by now car <laughs> But uh, I, I'm just excited. I'm always excited to learn who um, the next people are. And it was a shame that it took a pause because, like, I had fun. Remember uh, Andy interviewing guys like Edgar, um, Detective Dollywall, like people that were on the up and up right before things stopped. And uh, curious how how they will do. Like Edgar was talking about, like, let's get back to let's ruin each other's lives. Let's go back to grinding, ruin ourselves. Yep. Um, so excited! Like how how the kids that uh, were on the up and up are gonna do uh, once we start. Yeah, I I would put money on the face to face. There's gonna be some names that you don't recognize that I've known are some of the top ten magic players in Canada for the last year. Yeah, and there's this, just these eighteen to twenty year old kids who are just nuts in the underground Discord. Yeah, <laughs> in the underground I, Boomer like, versus uh, Zoomer Discord. Yeah, like Jack. <laughs> Yeah, Jack no, that's Potter. Amazing. Jack Potter. Jack Potter might take down Face Face Toronto. Gink- Ginky is also very, Ginky very also. good. Uh, he like, like he just, he's just top four to pro tour. Yeah. Keep throwing the names, man. Keep keep shouting. Keep keep shouting. I can't Can I can't boost the too much. Uh, <laughs> Owen Turtwall or Tur- Tur- what is his name? Uh, I don't remember his last name exactly. Owen but his Turcot? name's Tarts to win. Yeah, Turcot. Yeah, he's he, he was around before. He's won a face to face. Yeah, he's won a face to face a while ago, but he's gonna come back. Trust me. Listen, everyone who's anyone has won a face to face open. Yeah, yeah, you you need that. That's like the bare minimum. <laughs> uh, who else can I think of right now? It's Canadian. It's really hard because I don't remember who's Canadian or not. Um, I don't know any a lot of their real names. Yeah, I only know them by their Moto usernames. But uh, yeah, that's all I really can recognize right now, at least. But you'll see a lot of new people. Like, oh, uh, top eighted face to face Edmonton with me. I beat him in the top eight. Uh, Andrew Trainer. He is. He was a. He uh qualified for pros tour or the players tour with like rogues. Give me a rogues. He played so unbelievably well. I watched a majority of that run. He's he's gonna be destined for good things. Yeah, and I think there's a, their username Shadow. I think their name is Shadows Two Thousand Shadow. That's uh is it Andrew. No, uh, no, maybe I don't know. I thought it was Andrew Barbosa. I don't know. It is Andrew Barbosa. Yeah, the last name I remember. Yeah, he's he's also very good, and I can't wait to. For all the the old the old uh, old guard to just get their ass handed to them. <laughs> oh, it's gonna kids. happen. We're gonna see a lot of salty Facebook posts, and they're gonna be like L plus ratio plus I top eight plus you don't. Yeah, plus play the good cards twenty twenty. Plus, they're gonna throw the word poob in there at some point. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just gonna I, get styled on. I can't wait because I really like that group, and I just can't wait for everyone else to see how great they are. Oh, they are some of the most toxic, but they're so funny, dude. It is, it is killer be killed in that. They're, they're just kids, movie. and it's kind oh, of great really to see just kids having a good time, being little shits, just like I was, you know. Oh yeah, we were all there once. We were all dickheads once, but they're still there, and they're good at magic. So it's kind of better it's than kinda, I was. It's kind of this interesting thing that hasn't existed in magic for so long. Like we haven't had a heel, we haven't had someone that we actively like is the villain. And these Zoomers are starting to, like, take that role. And mm. I think it's so funny and exciting. 
because like you're just gonna see some kid just like l plus everyone in edmonton smells plus i came to your city and what if i if i win halifax i will tweet l plus halifax sucks plus ratio mark my words Um, and you can book it yeah i'll I'll leave i'm just gonna go hang out with my grandma that's about it um wow wow I'm going to shout out like someone who I want to see do well because like I had a you mentioned him also like I had a good conversation with him when I DM them which is Carson Bell it's fun yeah. uh, talking to that guy and uh, him telling me how how he improved to the level that he is at now so that's really cool to see yeah he's um, the best yeah he's, he's really funny he's uh, I remember he was like really stressing about this face to face he was like dude I just need to get some testing and so I asked my daughter to like test with me and she's 14 <laughs> but she was asleep at seven like what an idiot and I'm like dude what <laughs> like this was like friday night beforehand and i'm like oh cool also something that I, I wanted to bring up at one point that deck that i played that i won i played i played i went 4-1 in a league with it the night before and i played one more match and like lost and then i played an fnm with it i played ten, 10 matches with that deck and i was like send it good enough you're just built different <laughs> i don't know i was just like these cars look good I'll put Othinus on the on the modern playable list. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like once you're like established into Magic, how little the games you play matter. It's like the thought behind it and like the discussion behind what you're playing and what you're doing matters so much more than you like jamming ten leagues. Oh yeah, yeah. Practice is overrated. Just think. <laughs> Just theory craft and be like, ah, in theory, I three two this league. That's not good mm-hmm. enough. Hold on, let me think more. <laughs> okay, four one this time. All right, all right. Yeah, I must be doing something right. Nah, you just gotta think like, okay, was this card printed in twenty twenty or forward? It's gotta be good. Uh, Veil of Summer, good card. Fire design, shout out. <laughs> final nub. Well, Andy is, is, is he? Uh, final nub. He's he's over the hill, right? Uh, he's in Vancouver, I believe. Oh, is he over the hill? Oh my god, that guy is at the very bottom of the hill. Sisyphus uh... at the bottom of that hill. He fell off. L plus ratio plus uh, force negation. I think he jumped off. <laughs> he, he took a good swan dive into the hill. Um, okay, let's 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 end this uh, our first episode back, Andy, with with Ash talking to me about uh, your plans for content creation or anything you want to plug. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter at Dreams of Ashiok. Uh, I plan on posting a tournament report and a tips and tricks to paper tournaments because I can tell you that if I didn't use any of the strategies that I had for a paper tournament, I would have lost because there is no nothing more mentally fatiguing than playing fifty game fifty minute games of Magic back to back to back for five hours. Like that tournament started at ten and it ended at ten. Those twelve hours of magic, and I only had two round breaks, or sorry, two uh, two round breaks because uh, I went six zero, and I was able to double draw in. Because like, if I didn't double draw in, oh, I would have died. I would have died. I would have like fallen asleep mid match. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so there'll be a tips and tricks posted. Uh, they'll all be free. Uh, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. Um, I stream sometimes on Twitch. I'm trying to get back into it, but we're still we're in the final week of school, so it'll pop up a little more later. Uh, that's at Ashiok underscore Nightmare underscore Weaver. Um, and uh, shout out to Edmonton, dude. We rule. Oil money. Woo! <laughs> what would be your... What do you think your ratio of playing MTGO versus uh, Arena? Uh, zero Arena. I, I remember one time I was like, yeah, there's so many player tour qualifiers. I'm going to play it. And then I played like Salte Ultimatum to Silver. 
And I was like, this sucks. And then I gave up. And then I went back to playing Moto. Um, but I I play Moto at least once a week. I try to play as much as I can, like every single day. But again, my brain is much currently from that win. So I've been taking a quick break from Magic. Just kind of been like, yeah, we'll take a step back. Uh, but I play a lot of Moto. Okay, what about you, Andy? Anything uh, just preparing for the for the tournament in the week? Yeah, preparing for the the face to face tour. I'm not sure if I've said how much I love the face to face tour, but it is a going to be a great tournament. Face to face games, running the face to face tour, great tournament. And then Ash is going to take this down right here. Oh, look at that cash money, big dollar! Wow, from face to face games, my favorite place to buy singles. <laughs> okay, guys. I didn't tell you to get to say this, but okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, like again, thank you so much for coming on, Ash. I, I hope to get you back on if you hey, if you win Halifax, that will get you back on, or even if you top eight, or uh, if you crush one of these tour championships, it'll be great to. It's, it's fun, and I'd love to come back. I'd love All to right. show off the Albania flag. <laughs> and anything else, Andy? No, let's let's start oh, playing okay. some magic. Okay, let's start playing some back, magic. Baby. Thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, those that will be listening to our podcast as usual. Thank you so much. Uh, let's do it. Ciao for now.